Breaking the Borderline Stigma. I'm Kristen Nicole. I'm a life coach for highly sensitive women and women with borderline personality disorder, helping you to create a protective emotional skin to learn to love all of you and to let your gorgeous light shine despite the darkness. And by the way, I'm also a highly sensitive person and a BPD conqueror myself. Hello and welcome back, my beautiful, deeply feeling friend. I'm so happy to have you here as always. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about why work and business building, whatever it is you may be experiencing in terms of how you earn your money or acquire money, why that feels so difficult. And to be very frank, this is... Of course, I always say I'm not a therapist. This is my own observations, right? And through the studies that I have, the the observations that I've done and research that I've done, that sort of thing, this is what I have come to realize is the big issue. Um, On a foundational level, the world of business, the world is not set up for us. And not even just the world of business, but the world in general, right? When we're a deeply feeling individual, when we're someone who can get overstimulated very easily, it's not set up for us. That doesn't mean that hope is lost, but I want to talk a little bit about what I, what, what I mean that it's not set up for us. Corporations, especially if you are in the corporate world, I mean, really, if you're in any sort of working environment, it is likely in an environment that is very stimulating. So if we go back to Elaine Aaron's models, Elaine Aaron, I talked about her in season one and the kind of the crossover between being a highly sensitive person and someone who has BPD. And I will say I have noticed personally a huge correlation between these two. I won't be so bold as to say everybody with BPD is a, is a highly sensitive person um, or can be classified as such because I haven't ran my own data. I haven't done my own studies, but through my, again, through my own observations, this is what I've seen. So I don't like to generalize. And I also recognize that in like, I have to generalize, generalize a little bit in order to kind of get the message out there. So if you don't fall into this bucket, that's Okay. Um, but I think it's important to hear the information because maybe you fall into the bucket of being a highly sensitive person and don't realize that you actually do. That was my situation. I didn't realize there was a classification of an HSP of someone who has sensory processing sensitivity that, um, I actually like that was my experience. And also I didn't have a label for it. I didn't know that there was studies done on this and, and being an HSP, someone with sensory processing sensitivity that affects 15 to 20% of the population. That is not a small number. <laughs> That's a lot of people. And so I will talk about this in another episode, but I feel like BPD is almost the HSP experience gone wrong or the HSP life 
that that has experienced a lot of trauma and and was in an environment that was not set up to properly support them. But getting back to my original topic of corporations work and business in general is not set up to be supportive of us. So if we go back to the core of what defines like explaining the highly sensitive person's experience, there's a framework that Elaine Aaron, who is the originator of kind of this research has put together and it's called does. And that stands for depth of processing, overstimulation, emotional reactivity or emotional responsiveness, empathy. So there's actually two E's and sensing of subtleties or sensitive to subtleties. So that can be like eye rolls, that can be size, that can be a lot of, you know, like if someone's size, (laughs) I realize it sounds like sizes in like um, small, medium, large, no, like a sigh um, as someone is talking to you, right? Like you pick up, we pick up on those subtle clues. And corporations and buildings, if you think about the lighting, just the lighting aspect, it's that fluorescent nasty lighting a lot of times. It's not conducive to someone who processes things very deeply and someone who can get very overstimulated. And the reason we get overstimulated is because we pick up on all those subtleties. So if your body is taking in all of these cues, all of the, and all of these clues as to what's going on in your environment, it's very easy to get overloaded and to get overstimulating. So speaking from a corporate aspect, I come, I, I come from a corporate um, background and the buildings for me, they were too noisy. There was bad lighting. Um, I felt the need to always have to be on. And what do I mean by on? Like, if someone could stop by my desk and start having a conversation, and maybe I wasn't mentally prepared to have that conversation. So it is very overstimulating. And, and then we, but we, and we walk away and wonder, like, why Am I having such a hard time getting up in the morning? Why am I feeling so drained when I come from work? Why do I have difficulty even going there? And it's because of these factors. And as someone who is deeply feeling, as someone who is a highly sensitive person, um, as someone who has that depth of processing, that emotional um, taking in all of these, all of these um, cues, these signals throughout our environment, it becomes very overloading and overwhelming. And so for us, self-care has to really be a religious practice for us. This is not something where it's a nice to have. It's something where it's, we really need to have I can't remember if I shared this in my last episode, but if you go to the cup metaphor of filling up a cup and it's three quarters of the way full, we start off our day with a three quarters of the way full cup, whereas someone who is not an HSP, someone who doesn't have BPD, someone who is not a deeply feeling individual, they start off with a cup that's completely empty. And so if you add just a little bit of liquid to that cup, and it's already three quarters of the way full, it's going to overflow very quickly. Whereas someone who 
is not taking in all that information, their, their nervous system doesn't pick up on all of those clues, then it's not going to be as much of a struggle for them like it is for us with having this very finely tuned nervous system. We pick up on these things. So that is why for us, we need to have religious self-care, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes of being able to walk away and have some quiet. Maybe we um, can go for a walk, just something that allows us to get our energy back a little bit and take a breath. And so this is something where I work with my clients on very closely because when you come from an environment, and especially being a female, you don't get that opportunity necessarily. There's a lot of societal pressure. And because of the societal pressure and things that we've seen throughout our entire lives, there's also pressure we put on ourselves to be able to do all the things and get all the things accomplished and be everything to everybody. And that pressure, then essentially our brains tell us like you don't have time to go for a walk. You don't have time to do any sort of meditation. You don't have time to go and sit in a dark room for five minutes, whatever it is that kind of helps you to get your energy back. So when I work with my coaching clients, this is something that I work with them on as well is figuring out what sort of steps we can take that their brain is not necessarily resistant to. And so they'll be more likely to be able to do that and try those techniques and then making it more habitual. Um, and this, this is applicable also to individuals who have their own business. And I will say that I have found in, in running my own business and starting my own business, a lot of business owners are HSPs or are, um, individuals who become very easily overstimulated. And I think that whether you are identifying solely as an HSP and maybe not necessarily having BPD, or maybe you have BPD, or perhaps you just know that you're a deeply feeling individual. Again, I think they all tie in together, but regardless of how you identify, if you're someone who you find you're emotionally reactive or you are very easily overstimulated, I would, I would say that those are individuals who a lot of times start their own businesses because the working world, the corporate environment does not suit our needs. So we go out and seek out opportunities that are better suited for us. And we try to create this environment for ourselves. And then a lot of times we actually feel as though we're failing at it because again, we don't have the right sort of support system set up for us to be successful because we're trying to do things the same way that other people are doing them. And that does not work for us. It just doesn't. So this is neither good nor bad, right? I know it, it can be easy to see it as a bad thing, but I would say it's not a bad thing. It's just a different thing. And so we need to create support systems that and communities of individuals that will understand the experience or 
the fact that our brains don't necessarily process information the same way as other people and that we feel things more deeply. So we may need more downtime. And this is something that I work with my clients on. So if this is, if this sounds like you, if you feel like you do get very over stimulated through work, or if you feel like you are struggling in your business, um, because you have all these things you want to do and you just don't seem to have the energy or you can't seem to keep up with the way that you would like to, I really want to encourage you to schedule a discovery call with me and let's talk about how I can help to support you. And I will say that when it comes to a business aspect, if you are a business owner, that's a tax write-off. So unfortunately, if you're an employee, that's not a tax write-off because that's not the way our tax system is set up. But if you're an employee and you have thought about venturing out on your own, or you would like to even explore those opportunities, it could, it could become one if it's something where you do decide to start your own business. But I will say that I have noticed a lot of people who fall into the bucket who, who have gravitated towards my podcast seem to be individuals who, um, fall into this category of being their own business owners and, or want to become their own business owners, right? Like they may not be in that yet, but they, they are feeling called to that and not necessarily know why. And it's because these environments aren't set up for us. And the thing is, is that when you start to get into the business world of things, we need support there too, because our mind, keep in mind, our brain is here to keep us safe it is not here to keep us happy. So our subconscious plays tricks on us and it tells us things. And this is applicable, whether you're in a business, a business owner or you're an employee, but our brain tells us things like we are, we aren't going to be good at something. We can't do things. We are, there's this term in business called imposter syndrome. You experience a imposter syndrome, when you start to go after things, say you have a presentation at work and you think, well, I'm not going to be good at that. Or um, you have imposter syndrome when you think you're not qualified to do something, even though you really are qualified to do it. It's your brain's way of trying to protect you of saying, hey, we've been in a situation like this before. It didn't go well. So we can't do that sort of thing because it's not going to go well again. That's a little bit of a, a simplistic way, but it's, it's a quick way to kind of explain it, I think. So where do you go from here? First of all, I mean, recognizing, look, these, the, unfortunately, a lot of the systems and corporations and even building setups are not designed for us. I spent a lot of time being angry about this, <laughs> a lot of time, um, Eventually I was able to kind of move past that and, and realize like that it just, that I have to create that environment for myself. I, or not even have to, I get to, I get to create environment, an environment that works better for me, but I didn't do it without some support and trying to do it without some support became very difficult. So I will say, because I still, I still, as I'm building my business, I am still working 
a full-time job as I'm building my business. So I've started having those conversations even with my manager of, and, and I have now gotten myself into what is a more supportive environment, but I, I will say is that it, it took a little while to get there and it wasn't without that external support that got me there. Um, even in doing therapy. So one of the things I had talked to my therapist about this was years ago was finding a, a job that was better suited for me. So, and, and it is possible to find that even if you're someone who does get overstimulated easily and you find work to be very difficult, it is possible to do that. But I wasn't able to do it without some external um, support. That doesn't mean that you can't. Okay. Just for me personally, I, I needed some external support to be able to do that. And there's absolutely no shame in that, um, in needing that. So in terms of, of, you know, where, where you go from here, identifying what is it about the situation that you're in that isn't working for you. And again, it's just becoming curious. It's just, creating that awareness and noticing. It's just noticing. Okay. When I go into to work, the office lighting really bothers me. Or when I go into work, having those sidebar conversations are really draining for me. Starting to notice what those things are. Because then you can start to work towards, okay, now what do I need to do in order to change it? If you would like support in this area, again, I want, I, I invite you, I encourage you to reach out to me and book a discovery call and we can talk about how we can work together. I have a variety of packages that range from lower to higher end in terms of how much support you're looking for. Um, so I don't want you to feel like automatically it's something you're not going to be able to afford. I did, I, I did create a variety of support options to be able to meet those various needs um, for individuals who maybe can't spend a ton, but they need some, so, some sort of support. So that would be my task or my um, invitation to you for this week this week and next week until the next episode comes out. Start noticing what is it about the environment that is bothering you. And if you're a business owner, what is it that you're feeling like you can't do? What is it that's going on kind of in, in your head? Okay. Um, what is it that you notice is really triggering for you? Because when it comes to business, it might be something like marketing, right? This is really triggering. Here's an example. This is really triggering for me because if I put myself out there, people aren't going to like me. People are going to shame me. People are going to make fun of me. I'm going to get the haters, right? Like, again, that's your brain's way of protecting you. And I'm not going to lie and say it's not a possibility. It is. And also there are things we can do to overcome that. And I will be honest there. I like, I struggle with those sorts of things too. And it's because I have a support system behind me where I can go to and say, look, here's what my brain's telling me today. <laughs> and I have people there to help reframe it for me. And that's also what I do for, for others as well. Okay. Let's, let's figure out what, where the resistance is coming in. And then we kind of start to peel that back a little bit. 
And that's my invitation for you. Again, it's, it's just starting to notice because if we don't create this awareness, we can't possibly change anything. Unfortunately, it's just, it's just going to stay the same. And it is very true, not to quote a cliche um, or a very overused quote, although maybe you haven't heard this, but it's, it's true. When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And not a subconsciously thing. It's not a subconscious. It's not like I'm choosing to fail. That's not what I'm saying. It's just if we, if we fail to actually recognize what isn't working for us, we can't actually then go back and take the steps to make it work for us to figure out what would be better. So that's what I have for you today. Um, I hope this has been helpful for you. Just know that if you find yourself, whether you're an employee or a business owner, again, from a societal standpoint, a lot of the way ways we're taught to do things, a lot of the, the expectations that are put onto us, a lot of the, um, the, building setups, they're just not designed for us. We become very overstimulated and we haven't built in those self-care techniques to be able to get our energy back and really function at optimal level. It is very normal. It is very common. And it is also something that can be overcome or worked around. It is something that, that can be worked through. Okay. So that is it for today. Thank you so much. I hope this has been valuable for you. I can't wait until the next episode. And if there's anything that you would like to hear more on, if you would like some um, steps to be able to take, reach out to me and let me know. You can contact me. There is a link in the show notes. You can contact me there, um, whichever your preferred method is, whether it's through Instagram, Facebook Messenger, you want to email me, you want to submit a form on my website, there's whatever option feels best for you. I welcome your input. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great one. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like one-to-one support, sign up for a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.